Trigger warning for today's episode. Today's episode discusses topics of a sexual nature. This episode also briefly discusses sexual assault. I think what I do think is that if people have got kinks that they want to explore, um, that it's really good to have communication with your partner. You know, being able to have open conversations around sex is what we need to be able to have to be able to have good, deep, fulfilling sex. Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast. Place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome okay. back. Sorry. <laughs> it makes me laugh when it does that. We'll keep that on. We'll keep that in outtakes. <laughs> Welcome back to an episode of the Pramla Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today is going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Uh, I'm joined by Redeca. Look, Redeca. I told you I messed up. Rebecca Dakin, and we're going to be talking about sex. Uh, and again, it's something we all do. So if that's something that makes you feel like you want to call up your own asshole, just bear with us. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So Rebecca is a master practitioner in NLP, neuralistic programming. She's a qualified hypnotherapist and an author. Rebecca doesn't just work like traditional therapists, and she uses her therapy skills alongside her unique life experience to coach women, men, and couples to find fulfillment in their relationships with themselves first and foremost, and then with others. Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Hello, welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome to you. Hey, I'm doing the podcast. We're getting off to a great start here. Like, I've messed your name up. You're welcoming me to it. And breathe. We were saying Mikey. It's Mikey's nervous energy in the corner from his from his uh, vertigo. I always see that. Mikey's my scapegoat. Then thing with the podcast, like yeah, it's Mikey. Yeah. It's Mikey. It's uh, like Mikey. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this. Like I said, me and you've had a chat. Um, like I said, um, quite a few times uh, off air, and we had a really good hypnotherapy session on Friday. Was it Friday we did that? Yes, we did. yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, so I I know the value they're going to bring to my audience today, and again, especially the topic that we're talking about. Just the word sex for some people, like it makes them go into like. That complete anxiety and shut down and like don't want to hear it so i know the value that you're going to bring today is going to be absolutely unreal but i just want to spend a very very brief amount of time talking about what actually qualifies you to be talking about sex and again i know you're not just a sex therapist you work at all forms of things uh but the main thing that you work on is helping individuals and couples with that side of their life so can you give us a brief history summary of your life before becoming a therapist in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I, yeah, in a nutshell <laughs> I was I worked as an escort for ten years. So my experience was very hands on. I haven't been and got a qualification um, in sexology or whatever it is they do nowadays. But yeah, my experience was hands on from ten years in that business, dating men, women, couples. So I learned a lot about relationships. I learned a lot about people. Um, I learned a lot about sex. Um, and sort of after yeah after 10 years of doing that it was a bit it's the kind of industry that can end up getting stuck in really because you kind of think well what else could I do you know what what's what's you know what other business can you kind of set up and run without actually any initial outlay without any qualifications um, with such high earning potential and I could at the time. I mean, there's all sorts of things now, but back in my day when we didn't have uh, when we didn't have internet, um, it was you know your options were kind of limited. And actually, when I started escorting, the internet was just being being born. Or you mm. know, at the time when I first started in 2000, I was literally going to the library to do my emails and sitting in the children's corner doing my emails um which worked out well until the big massive penis downloaded <laughs> on the screen in the children's area somebody sent it on an email and I was like oh I wonder what this attachment is um so yeah so it wasn't commonplace to have a computer um in the house at that at that time um whereas now I think there's a lot more opportunities with um social media and YouTube and things like that um, so for me, yeah, it was like a get rich quick scheme. Um, mm. And I had a great time doing it, really enjoyed it, got to travel the world, met all sorts of really interesting people, very inspirational people as well. And it kind of made me realize doing that job that I'd got really good social skills, mm. which 
at school was something I always got told off for talking too much. So I was always made to feel like talking was a was a bad thing. I always had to either sit on my own at the front of the class or the back of the class because it didn't matter who they put me next to. I would talk to them. Um, and actually, you know, when I look back, I think, yeah, that was actually a really I didn't realize that was a skill. But to be able to communicate with lots of different people and make people feel comfortable um is is you know is a skill so I didn't realize that until I started escorting and and people were telling me that you've got a real ability to make people feel comfortable um to uh, you know feel like I'm telling you things I've never told anyone before Mm. um so I kind of yeah I really enjoyed doing that job after 10 years it was a bit like where do I go from here? And um, I made the decision to write my book, my autobiography, The Girlfriend Experience, which got published by John Blake back in 2009. And that was me really sort of putting my face out there and saying, that's it, it's the end of the, the road for me. And I didn't really have a plan. I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I'd do, all I'd done was that for 10 years and I didn't have any degrees or anything like that. Um, so I, yeah, went on a bit of, well, I've been on for the past sort of 12 years or so, quite a journey of exploration of self-development of kind of, yeah, who am I? (laughs) What is my purpose? And for a while I was thinking, do I, you know, do I kind of not go down the sex route or kind of like come away from that? And I was thinking, actually, I know quite a lot about it and I know a lot about relationships, not just the sex side of things, but the intimacy side of things. Um, And I thought, well, actually, there is a way there to help still help people to help people to help people with their relationships. But maybe I can get in there and help people before they make that decision to book an escort. You know, maybe I can help couples that are struggling with communication, that are struggling um, with intimacy. and yeah, kind of that's the direction I've I've kind of gone in. I absolutely love that. And the fact of, again, there's a few things here I just want to pick there straight away for, for the audience, because you've given life lessons straight away. You've only been going, I think, four minutes in. And already there's like life lessons there for the audience to pick on. The first thing is the fact that you noticed that even in this situation, which wasn't ideal, again, you said you absolutely loved it. And in any situation you're in, you can make the best out of anything. And as, yeah. of, as you said now, especially nowadays with OnlyFans, the internet, Instagram, uh, again, I know a lot of people there in that industry, like OnlyFans, um, sex workers, it's a lot more accepted now. When back in there when you were doing it, it wasn't so much. However, you were able to learn some amazing skills which have now helped you build an amazing career outside of that. So that for people listening to this that maybe aren't in the situation you want to be in for the rest of their lives, you can be developing your skills that are actually going to help you further on down the line. That's a real critical thing that you said there. Uh, and in fact, you had no plan. And you were just like, well, do you know what? This isn't what I want to do forever. I'm stopping it. I'm putting a full stop. You actually wrote a book. like, this is it. I'm done. I'm going to figure it out. So I think a lot of people stay in situations like the relationships, jobs, whatever it is, and have got no plan. But straight away, you were like, I don't want to do this forever. I'm going to take the leap. That's a massive thing for me to listen to that. So I just want to unpick some of the things there. But for me, I love the fact you said like your experience with this when it comes to uh, the sexual side of things, the relationship side of things, the fact that you are hands-on and the fact of you sort of figured out that, oh, do you know what I mean? There might be people more qualified than me with these degrees and blah, 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 blah. But relationship-wise, they're a disaster. Sex-wise, they're vanilla as fuck. But you've clearly got this wealth of experience and knowledge and you can bring that now to help so many people. It's like me and my depression. Best thing that ever happened to me because it's allowed me to do what I'm doing now. Mm. You doing that has allowed you to help people and you actually fucking get it. I think it's unbelievable. Blessing in disguise. Uh, Her her book, by the way, like I said, The Girlfriend Experience uh, is available on Amazon. So I I checked before we started. It is available on Amazon. Oh, you did? I did, I checked. So so it's on Amazon. So again, uh, I'd rather people got it from me. (laughs) Oh, can you get get it direct from your website? Yes, the Girlfriend Experience. Okay. Yeah, I'll get um, Mikey to put the, um, the link on that uh, across the bottom of the screen. Um, cool. But like I said, we're not going to uh, spend too much time talking about that. We're going to move on now. But if anyone wants to hear more about uh, that side of Rebecca, uh, again, get the book. It's there for you. So my next question, segue into this. Why do you think that sex is such a taboo topic when fundamentally we are all here on this planet due to sex? But yet we're petrified of talking about it. Why is that? Mm, well, actually, strictly speaking, not all of us anymore. Okay, yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah, no, you're we do all correct. sorts of things with uh, with test tubes. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, I think we get we we get uh, people get sorry 
to people get shame around sex usually passed down from parents, um, caregivers, um, their attitudes towards sex um, can be sort of passed down to um, to children, um, religions. Uh, there's a lot of kind of rules around religion. Um, and it can be certain situations that's made somebody feel shameful or embarrassed so that they kind of like, yeah, they don't want to kind of talk about it. Um, I think, you know, and we're, no, we're Brits, aren't we? We're notoriously uh, prudish with our stiff upper lips <laughs> and all that. So, yeah, I think... I think we're getting there. I think we're, we. I think young people today are a lot more open mm. than they were. I was going to say it again. Back in my <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a lot more out there. I think we're definitely moving in the right direction because mm. there's so much education out there on social and, and, and educators on social media and, and people like Hannah Witten that are doing, you know, really great stuff connecting with a younger with a younger audience. Um but yeah, I don't I think it's it's yeah, I definitely think it's sort of passed passed down. I think same thing like some of the, my previous guests have said the same sort of thing where it's like what you pick up from your 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 parents is it, it's so so profound that you parents can make a passing comment about something even to the fact of like not wanting to be naked around their kids or again mm. just smaller things like that and then moments make people feel shame of their body and i think it's such yeah. a it, you don't really realize until you're later on in life how much your childhood affects you and again i'm gonna be completely oh, honest on this podcast like, like i'm with this and i can't remember if i said this when i spoke to you on, on um uh friday or not but for me i, I was a virgin up until I was 16 years old uh and there was this really popular girl who went to another school and the popular guy at school who was one of my best friends fancied her, but she fancied me. So me being a typical lad of that age, I've been, I've been bullied, wasn't that confident. I then picked her over my friend. She then ended up breaking up with me because I wouldn't have sex with her a couple months down the line. And she then went on MSN back in the day. Remember MSN Messenger? Yeah, MSN. <laughs> she went on MSN Messenger with this guy and basically was like, I'm going to go and have sex with him because you won't have sex with me. That then started my escapade of being a massive fuckboy and just thinking, right, all hot girls, just like guys, to sleep yeah. with loads of girls. So I was like, right, I need to start having sex. Yeah. And that was basically, it was only really, I only discovered this when I was about 25, 26. And that basically yeah. held me for about yeah. 10 years. I didn't realise the profound impact that actually had. So again, that was just from a girlfriend that, experience. That, but Yeah, I mean, and that, and that is, you know, from her perspective... Oh, I know. That's okay, the rejection, yeah. isn't it? That's mm. the rejection. Like, what's wrong with me? Mm. Like, you've made, you've made me feel really shit <clears throat> by rejecting me. So I'm going to go and sleep with your mate, you know, because yeah. I feel like shit that you've rejected me. <clears throat> so there's like, yeah, it's so interesting. And then we really kind of look at this in, in NLP, like how, how we filter things. Like, you know, both of you had your own sort of... Uh, we're, we're, we're sort of, feel, yeah, ended up feeling rejection in a different, in a completely different um, way. Yeah. You know, she, she, probably, own... she, she has no idea that how much that affected me. Absolutely no, no idea. No. And I didn't know. I didn't know. Obviously, the no. time, it sucked, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I didn't realize yeah. subconsciously how much that had actually held me uh, yeah. uh, sort of uh, grasp. So I just wanted to hit in there my personal thing. So just to sort of, yeah. so I know exactly what you're talking about with that. Um, and something else you hit there about the, the younger generation. I'm interested in your view on this. Um, what's your view on pornography? Because I feel now that that's had a massive impact, both positively and negatively, on the younger generation. It's so mm. readily available on their openness to have sex. Yet, I believe there's also a very negative thing around pornography, not necessarily just the industry, but the psychological impact it has on people. Is that is that a thing? Have I made that up? Or no, I just I completely completely agree with you. Um... There's a time, there's a place for it with consenting adults that are over 18. You know, I'm not going to turn around and say porn shouldn't, shouldn't you know, we shouldn't have porn. Um, I, the problem is, I believe a lot of the failure is, is, is that we're not giving the right sex education at school. We're not give, giving the kids the right um, sex education from home. So what they're doing is they're looking for their sex education. They're looking online and they're looking at porn. And obviously the problem with porn is that that's not real. And so they have uh, young lads having very high expectations of uh, what they expect through from sex. Mm -hmm. 
they expect it to look like that to be able to you know women to be all you know all shaved off you know everything neat um uh, everything perfect Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. no embarrassing noises you know they expect it to be what they're seeing and then the, the on the flip side of that you've got girls young girls that are thinking oh, I've got to have anal sex because that's what people do, mm. you know, and or I've got to do this because that's what's expected of me. Um, actually, one of my, uh, on my YouTube channel, Rebecca GFE, the, one of my most watched videos is where I talk to porn stars about sex and mm. they are all trying their best to explain how it's not real. Like Lindsay Dawn McKenzie saying to me, I don't have sex like this at home. Like, I want to be made love to. This is this is it's not real that you know Daisy Rocks and like top top porn stars, all of them saying this is not do not get your education from porn. Mm. Um that that's it's not a place to, to educate people. And that I get an in, getting an increase in in and in rise of uh of lads coming to you know, younger lads coming to me with sexual dysfunction because they've almost desensitized themselves to the point where they don't know how to hold an intimate space with someone it's it's all about a a quick gratification and it's not about building a connection or building intimacy um so yeah uh, the the dangers of porn are are very real I, I don't really know how we well I do know we one of the ways would be that we get the educate you know we step up the education and get things right in the education system and also as parents that we're not we're choosing not to make sex a taboo subject I mean I've got a three-year-old you know she's we share the bath. She knows all the body parts. She knows what they are. I'm very open with her about, you know, vagina, like clitoris. She, she knows these things. She sees that I've always got sex toys around the house. And she's like, what's this? Like, oh, it's an, it's an adult toy. It's a toy for adults. Um, I don't want her to ever feel shameful about her body. I think it, 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 there's this kind of belief that, oh, if, if we tell them too much, then they're going to want to 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 go and do it and it's actually well we're not telling them and they're going and doing it so like really what have we got to lose by actually trying to actually I feel like if I'd have had better education around really about I guess self-respect and 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 learning about relationships and, and intimacy if I'd have had more education and more guidance on that um, I probably wouldn't have been as promiscuous as, as as I was. I think it's really, I don't think that increases. We've got one of the highest rates for pregnant, you know, teenage pregnancy mm-hmm. here in the UK. Whereas you look at countries like Amsterdam and Sweden and places that are very much more open than sex, they're they're way lower. Their mm-hmm. their teenage pregnancy is way lower. So you know, we need to, t- we can take something from that. They are obviously doing something right. So I think the education is key. Um, and, and I say that doesn't, it's not a case of, oh, let's put it on, on the school. It's got to be home and, home, you know, home and school as well. And and, and teaching consent is so important. Um, you know, that's something that we can teach kids, uh, you know, as bait, you know, for as bait as young toddlers, you know, how many times have you been forced to kind of kiss somebody that you didn't want to kiss goodbye or hug somebody you didn't want to hug goodbye? You know, this is, is so important. Like with my little one, she's not very huggy a lot of the time. And I I never I never force her to hug anyone. And she but some people really don't take no for an answer. And I have to sort of say to her, Yeah, you know, you're right to have your boundaries. You can say, you say no. So yeah, you know, I think it's age-appropriate um, education around sex, relationships, boundaries, bodies, understanding our bodies, um, and yeah, and exploring them. I completely agree. I think the thing with this is now we're going to hit on some things with like the, the younger, the younger kids nowadays, because especially when it comes to sex education side of stuff. There's kids now you hear they're like 12, 13 years old talking about sexual stuff, and I'm thinking. I didn't even have a clue, <laughs> not a clue what that was. Maybe you'd see like you know, the, the newspapers just get thrown in bushes and had a bit of boob. Hang- and you'd be like, oh, what's that? 
but they're now talking, and I'm thinking, but then the problem with that is if you've then got a male that's got an older brother and he's got access to pornography or something like that, yeah. but then a girl that hasn't, again, as you said, setting the boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's such an interesting topic. And when it comes to the, the porn star side of stuff, uh, again, I've got a few friends at porn stars. I've actually trying to get one on the podcast, but just that, that whole industry, as you said, to just debunk it because it's just not real. Uh, and one of the next things I was going to, talk, to touch on there to move into the next thing I was to talk about was uh, the energy aspect of things. Because I know full well that I've suffered with this before where you struggle to actually make a connection with someone because you've had it so much a certain way that actually then when you meet someone that you like, you're very unfamiliar with that intimacy side of things. I openly admit I've massively struggled with that, massively, massively, massively. But it's all to do, again, now I'm learning about it's energy how everything's energy and it's a sacred space it's a sacred act and i basically essentially just abused it over the over the years and i'm now paying the price for it which i mean has such a conversation on friday but do you think then because i feel like a lot of people nowadays uh struggle sometimes uh to actually achieve orgasm both males and females that's not necessarily a common problem but you've got females that don't necessarily know how to pleasure themselves and then expecting guys to know You've got guys that have got absolutely no idea the difference between a vulva and a vagina. Got no fucking idea. They ain't got a clue about the clitoris. They've got no idea like what they like themselves. And basically, you've got this shit show of two people yeah. don't understand their own bodies, yeah. expecting other people to, to pleasure them. So why do you think people do struggle so much like when it comes to achieving orgasm, both by themselves and when they're in a, um, a sexual environment? I think that um, we... Uh, just the environment that we live in, the the day to day rush of, that we are swept up in now, with everybody's so busy, everybody's on their phones, everybody's always on social media. I talk to couples and they're in bed next to each other on their phones. People are disconnecting from themselves and through through other people. And I always find it interesting the irony of social media because yes it's connecting with 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 people but it's not like real intimacy you're not really getting that that uh, intimate connection so I think that there's yeah people are just and they're stressed people have more stress now than they were you know the more technology we've got the more stressed people become and people just aren't taking the time to to relax you know they've got kids but nowadays both are often two people in a relationship are both working and then you've got the kids um and then you've got your house to run and all the social life and people are juggling so many things that I think they just find it difficult to switch off mm. um and 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 it just get you just get into a routine I guess some people are going to bed at different times or they're going to bed at the same time but they're on the phone or they're thinking about what they need to do for tomorrow um and we just need to slow down and just take time to connect with our bodies. I mean, I've just uh, written a um, hip because I'm getting more women coming to me with sexual dysfunction now than than I ever have before. So struggling to orgasm, and and I've just written a hypnotherapy script to encourage orgasm. Now that's not me giving them an orgasm, so to speak, but I actually talk them through the process of how to relax their whole body and how to facilitate and bring on orgasm without any physical touch. It's like we can do it. Our bodies know how to do it. It's just being, you have to allow it. You have to want it. You have to be in tune with your body and not disconnected from it. And and maybe this is something that you can relate to too, as talking about your experience, that I spent a lot of time disconnecting from my body Mm. through uh, having sex by just performing for people that I very much learned to, uh yeah I learned to disconnect I learned that maybe a similar blueprint to you I learned it from bullying which then came to promiscuous sex which I disconnected from to then escorting which I again I disconnected from so yeah I think it's really important that we that we actually connect to our bodies we don't that we honor our bodies and 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 the and the great gift that they can give us which is this sexual pleasure which mm. is just you know and also it's it's a huge stress reliever like orgasm so yeah getting to know your body touching your body I mean it's not a case if you can't just say to someone right go go and touch your body find out what you like 
you know, especially for women, so you have to set the scene and give give yourself permission is the first thing. It's not if you're doing it and you're like, oh God, it's not going to work, you know. But maybe set, reading an erotic novel, maybe putting on some candles, um, you know, something that you know is going to turn that get you turned on. Listening to a, a podcast or something that like a sexy erotica thing, uh, watching a bit of porn, something that gets you going and just kind of. Yeah, just have, a, just invite pleasure and just have a little, just create an environment, put some nice music on um, without expectation, without expectation. I think that's another thing that stops people from orgasming is that pressure to perform. And I've certainly, that's happened to me, you know, um, feeling like, oh God, this is expected of me. And also people that I'm working with. You know, you get the guys saying, well, I wanted to orgasm because I want to know, you know, I really want to give her that. And and she said, well, I really want to orgasm because I know that he wants me to and I'm chasing it. And it's like it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. So I think got to kind of be in the in the in the moment and, and take that sometimes that expectation of orgasm out of it and just see sex as a yeah a bit more of an exploratory experience and journey and an opportunity to connect and to feel. It reminds me very much when you're talking there, a podcast I did at the very, very start of, of this podcast series uh, with, uh, with a therapist called Scarlett, and we're talking about meditation. And the way that you just described that then, achieving an orgasm, is basically how she described approaching meditation. You've got mm. to allow yourself, relax, and want no expectations. And every yeah. single time you go to that cushion, it's going to be different. And that's okay. And it's just like sometimes it's, you're going to be straight in the zone, other times it's going to yeah. take a bit longer. And just when you're talking, that's thinking, it's basically meditation, but with your body, and you get an amazing, yeah. you get an amazing thing at the end of it. So, so, so yeah. let's say, let's say from a female point of view, because obviously with a male, males are a lot easier to, to say, actually stimulate. This is you just do one action. Uh, for a female, would you recommend that they start off um, with their hands, toys, mix it up? Like if they're trying to actually explore themselves to unwind, is there something they say these are do's, these are don'ts, or is it whatever feels right for them at the time? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say whatever feels right for them at the time. I think, you know, some people might have a little bit of a thing about kind of a bit of an aversion to toys, and that's absolutely fine. You know, just there's nothing wrong with using your hands. You know, you you, you know, you, you can people get, that are chasing that high and that kind of hammering of the dots. See, they absolutely love <laughs> it. Um, the, light, the lights all flashing and like going using all the power yeah, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> house is shaped. <laughs> you know, some people are chasing that high and that's fine, but it doesn't have to be all those bells and whistles. It can just, yeah, it can just be about taking your time and and, and, and not trying to, not sort of lying there thinking, right, I need to give myself an orgasm, I need to give myself an orgasm. You know, that's the wrong way to approach it. Um, exactly what you were saying then about meditation, just get in tune with your body, just notice how you like to be touched, notice how it feels you know and just yeah and take your take your time with it that's, and that's, yeah toys if you want to bring them into play great but don't feel like it that people shouldn't feel like they have to do that there is no right and wrong with sex between consenting adults mm-hmm. you know it's it, it is really about what works for you and if you don't know just just try things maybe just try and step a little bit outside of your comfort zone because you know that's that's where usually the growth happens but don't feel pressure to do you know i think you you basically said about my, your story there and my story definitely is about uh disconnecting from my body that when yeah. you were talking about that your journey with that you literally it was like you were talking about me I, I definitely did that and my biggest thing again I'd be interested to talk about this it was not on the notes um some things that i have found with this is when it comes to chasing the dragon so i'm speaking purely from personal experience here um is that the more that i've ended up doing things uh pushing boundaries pornography whatever you whatever route you want to go down it just ended up sort of i especially in my, my, my darker days i was like almost chasing the dragon a bit more it then pushed the boundary up more and more and more and more like oh what else can i do what else can i do what else can i do just do, do again this is more more of a personal question but i think some people probably not as many people as probably feel comfortable with uh would say that's is that a good or a bad thing about when you're about pushing boundaries how how far should you be pushing boundaries? Um, how do you know if you push boundaries too far? 
because I'm trying to get the, the whole thing with the disconnect from the body. Like, mm-hmm. how, how do you think, push boundaries and not disconnect? I think, well, I, like, I, I would say if, you're, if you've got like a tick list and you're just going through the doing, then you're already dis- you're disconnecting, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Through each, you're not actually fully being present, even though you're pushing the boundary, mm-hmm. you're still not being you're still not being fully present, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. It, it's the thing that you're chasing in front of you is actually there. Mm. And that's no, I, I'm not, I've, 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 never had, I've never had a list. I've never had a list. But it's no, just like you get mean, that good high. I didn't mean... Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. If, you, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, I've done that, right. Now what next, next can yeah. I do? It's... A little bit about what that podcast was that I listened to that you did with that that happiness doctor. Oh, it's Andy like, Cope, well, yeah. You, you, the, that what you know that didn't quite fulfil you. So let's go to the what's the next level? What's the next level? What's the next level? You, you're not finding fulfilment or the satisfaction or the connection in where you're at because it's always like what next? Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's. Yeah, there's 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 this this yeah holy grail or something at the end of it, and there's you feel like you've got to kind of keep pushing a little bit more to get out of it. So I I don't know. No, I I don't think there's people should feel a need to 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 try loads of like when I talk about stepping outside the comfort zone, I I was really kind of referring to a very kind of basic level with people that are maybe kind of like oh I don't want to use a toy like that they might suggest that oh let's you know are these advertisements 70s as massages in the back Mm -hmm. of the contact magazine (laughs) you know just get something that's relatively inoffensive and just you know you don't have to put it on a sexual part so I had more in mind that but yeah pushing boundaries where she I just want to clarify because I I don't want people to freak out doing something pushing boundaries people might have been like oh my god what then I just want to relate to myself and sort of go there to clarify yeah because I think that that's a that's a different thing and that's your stuff isn't it that's going on um there I think what I do think is that if people have got kinks that they want to explore um that it's really good to have communication with your partner you know being able to have open conversations around sex is what we need to be able to have to be able to have good deep fulfilling sex you know if you're going to be in a relationship for you know years and think but actually I want to dress as a woman and I'm not getting that you know you know I'm not getting that need for, or I've got to sneak around behind my partner's back or it's just something that I've got to hide. Then you're just not being true to yourself. And and, and we all deserve to be happy. And, and, and whilst the partner that you're with might not be into your kink, it then does give you an opportunity to say like, well, okay, right, where do we go from here? Do, you know, do I then find another re- relationship where I can explore that kink? Because there are, there are so many kinks out there there's nothing you know as long as it's consenting adults there is somebody out there that's going to have the same kink I mean people come to me with this almost feeling shame and embarrassment around kinks and and actually it should it, it shouldn't be that way it's your kink is your kink and you're not on your own you know so being able to have conversations and I think the fear for a lot of people around those conversations is that they're going to be judged so, you know, if you're in a relationship and somebody comes to you with, you know, and brings up the fact that they've got a king, like just or would say is just please try not to be judgmental about it. Um, and if it's not for you, then, you know, it's OK to express that to you. You definitely don't need to feel obliged to fulfill somebody's kink if it's not something that interests you. You know, you might, you know, I've, when we've done the previous sex parts um, podcast we've had stories of of listeners and people have like confided in a kink and then like the partner said oh yeah I've been thinking about that for years and it's like there's all the years that they could have been actually doing the thing that they wanted to to do so yeah I think we just need open communication around sex you know a a willingness I guess to stop getting things things getting boring that's Mm -hmm. really what we want isn't it spontaneity when you kind of get stuck in a rut and it's like oh it's uh it's Tuesday at nine (laughs) o'clock 
it's time <laughs> it's time or you, you come down wearing your uh, your red negligee which means that's the, the that's the sign it's time um i think spontaneity is really important but i realize logistically it's not always it's not always possible is it because you know we've got busy lives we've got children mm. but i think when you do get those little windows opportunity really surprising him her or however they identify really surprising them is is um yeah that's the kind of thing that keeps things exciting i knew, I knew we were going to i feel like i've answered no. a few of your questions you have but 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 like i said but i knew we we're going to go off on tangents like this i just wanted to let you roll with it because you've hit so many again key points on that i just want to one of the questions i was going to say here about like was communicating about fetishes kinks and all that sort of stuff hmm. um i want to hit it from two points first of all uh when you're on the dating so when you're dating someone um do you feel it's important to articulate if you're into certain things and you know that you need certain things fulfilled in your sexual life is it important to get that out of the way early on that's my first question and the second thing is when you're in a relationship how do you go about approaching that subject because as you said the shame, the embarrassment, especially let's say, for example, is a man who wants to dress as a woman. Again, I know plenty of people that are into stuff like that. <laughs> Again, we had, we had a conversation about where uh, we actually had the same sex exhibition event uh, as each other yes. back in the day. It's bizarre. So <laughs> I said, for my audience who don't know, I'm very much into this, like this, this field of work. Like it, nothing, nothing goes past me. So, but let's say I'm just a normal person. I'm a successful business person and I dress as a woman and I've got kids and a wife. How would you approach that? So two different questions there. When you're first starting out and you've got this thing that, you, that is really important to you and you kind of need it in relationship, how early would you articulate that, articulate that with your partner? And then secondly, if you're in a relationship and you've got this thing, you're really ashamed, almost embarrassed. We know you don't have to be, but that's, that's, that could be almost potentially devastating for somebody. How would you then approach that with your partner? Is there a set sort of thing you'd recommend them go through? Would you drip feed it or would you be like, here it is? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so obviously it's not quite as 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 simple oh i know uh, i know listen 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 we've only really got an hour on a podcast i mean I'm <laughs> i know it's not that simple it's the um, whole thing yeah i think um the first question was if you were in a right so if you were just starting dating then i do think it's really important that you bring up kinks early on um and you can i think that's a conversation that can be had before you have sex like i'm into a bit of kink you know how do you feel about that oh well what's your kink this is what it is how do you feel about that is could be as simple as that i think you know, don't waste your time going down the dating and, and starting sleeping with some. I mean, yes, of course, some people might. It's not about that somebody's definitely into it. So, you know, you could somebody say, oh, I've never heard of that before, never heard of that king. I don't really know how I feel about it, actually, but, you know, I'm quite open to sort of give it a go. You might get that sort of, it's not like you need somebody experienced in the same, in the same king. Um, but I would sort of, I, I, I guess the, the safer way to go about it would be to be, if you have a specific kink, is to be looking at more uh, dating websites that, or, or the places like FetLife, um, things where you're meeting like-minded people, um, that you're more likely to meet somebody who's into, into kink um, if you go to more specialised route. Um, but definitely, I think it's something. To, it depends how important your kink is to you as well, doesn't it? Because if you've got a kink, but you just think, "Well, I'm not really that bothered about it. I'm quite happy to live my life, never doing anything about that kink, and just having it as a as a, like a porn thing to watch," then it doesn't really necessarily matter about sh sharing it, does it? So early on, but it's more if you want that person to potentially get involved in your kink um you want to actively do whatever it is you want to do then that's the, the thing i think to be talked about um and yeah we should not be sex none of us should be sex shaming anybody whatever their thing is whether it's dressing up in nappies or having sex with exhaust pipes you know it's like everybody's got a you know, we, we we're not expected to understand. I mean, that's the whole point. It's a it, it's a kink. It's it's a it's a it's a um, you know, 
it's a specialized thing so you know just I think we all of us need to do our little bit to be less judgmental around different uh fetishes and and not to make people feel weird or like there's something wrong with them like you you are not your how you have sex that's not like who you are as a person that is just something that you enjoy you're not yeah you're not defined by you know your sexual kink or how you like to have sex Mm. um and And i think it's a big thing this is judgment is so uh, again when we talk about sex exhibition just to put in a bit of context it's not what you think it wasn't just a room for people having sex it's basically like an expo <laughs> for basically people selling sex toys sex lingerie uh, people walk around in fetish wear uh, the burlesque dancers it was absolutely incredible i don't know if you remember uh if you went to the burlesque night did you see the burlesque dancers on one of the nights no, i was only there for i was only there for the day oh because i actually got dragged up on stage and was made to do a striptease Completely impromptu with the burlesque oh, dancer lady. Oh my! Honestly, I've, it, I actually died. That, that was Rachel's fault. I miss your friend Rachel. She's the one that dragged me up there. Absolute nightmare. Um, but to put it into context of that, it's, it's understanding that I think a lot of people, in, in my, my my understanding of it, is that they they judge things because they don't understand them. Uh, and I said, when you're in that sort of environment and you're walking around this massive like old factory and you've got all these things there and you realise, bloody hell, like, there's a whole world out here that people don't even know about. You've got people that are walking around literally pretending to be animals. Bizarre. Mm. But this world exists. And I, like, I think so. Yeah. I think people are very quick to judge because they don't understand it. Yeah, but I don't even think you need to understand no, it. Just, just accept this. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. You don't need, unless you want to get get you know educate yourself great go ahead but i don't think uh, some people can't get their head around why somebody would want to do whatever it is so mm-hmm. that's fair enough i think just get to a place of acceptance yeah. exactly what you just said then it is what it is that's what they like it's basically really yeah. sad that people some people really especially when it comes to sex this is what i wanted to get you on the podcast because it makes me sad that a lot of people lead very unfulfilled sex lives and they don't have to it makes me really, really sad. Either people are afraid. Really yeah. They're either yeah. afraid they've got this kink that they want to try. It could even, and again, I'm, I'm not doing to disrespect anybody here. It could be something so, so simple and small that they just want to try with a partner. Something like, I don't know, nipple clamps or I don't know, just something. Yeah, yeah. And that's their thing. But they're so yeah. petrified of saying it. And then yeah. their girlfriend is like, got all these sex toys they've never used before also with, with, with their partner because they're afraid that, and it's just, and then you've yeah. got guys that, again, do it at the weekend, want to walk around, pretend to be dogs on the floor. And again, they're afraid to talk to the it, it makes me really, really sad. Yeah. And, and when I first spoke to you on Friday, I'm just so glad that you are how you are because you're just like me. You don't give a fuck. You're so open and honest. And that's why I'm trying to be transparent here on, on the podcast because I always try and be my audience. But it's just okay to have whatever it is that you have. Just communicate it with people. Don't, don't live in that place of yeah. fear, judgment, worry, because... Like yeah. I said, it, I, I've done it before with, with 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 my past. I was so ashamed of the things, and I'm just like, I've got nothing to be ashamed of. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. It's it's it is what it is. It's all consensual. Mm. It's fine. And I think a lot of people are either want to explore, can't, or have explored and just a bit like. Ugh. So talking about the communication, then. So let's say me and you're in a relationship. I've got this hidden kink, and so I really want to like. Right, don't really know how she's going to deal with this. How is the best way? to approach that how would how okay. would you do it so if i was you let's do it the way around okay so okay yeah i know i've got this kink um so i'd say right daniel oh god i was reading this thing the other day in the magazine you know in like now magazine and it was talking there was this um couple and um he was really and, and she really wanted to be like um raped by a partner and um I was like reading I was thinking oh what do you think about that what do you think what have you got an opinion on that (laughs) I'd open it I'd do it in that kind of way Mm -hmm. let's have a discussion about it because I've somebody I know or I've seen it somewhere I've read it somewhere let's have a discussion about that and kind of you know just test the water Mm -hmm. Oh God, I, I would no, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Oh no, because I was kind of like thinking, you know, it might be quite hot, <laughs> you know. And then you, you know, that's it's an opportunity for discussion, but you're not actually specifically talking about each other initially. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a good. Oh, it's a, certainly a way to gauge how 
your partner is going to respond. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should it be, hey, this is something I've got to tell you. Yep. I am into it. It's a, it's, it's a more of a softer way just to, to gauge where they're at with a certain kink or a certain thing. And I suppose you could then go back to that. And, like, and let's say your partner's reaction is like completely like, oh, you then leave that. And then a few weeks, you're, oh, so I've been thinking about that thing I saw. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and so you sort of like, almost like, oh, it's preparing my mind a little bit. And then you see, see if it's sunk on their mind and stuff. Um, yeah. And again, really important when we're talking about this, like consensual stuff. Like, again, well, yeah. I know like, with, with that sort of stuff, like I know exactly where you're going with that. Uh, all consensual stuff. It like, has to be consensual people. That's the whole point. Yes, exactly. Um, but people, people hear that word and they get a bit freaked out, and rightly so. But in this situation yeah. we're talking about, it's literally a case of, can, yeah. you, can, can you explain what that means then in this context? Because I know what it means, but people... Um, can't consensual unconscious <laughs> oh, i can't remember no, central consensual. yeah i know exactly what you're saying oh yeah um we'll, we'll flash it across the bottom of the screen mikey yeah 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 um i should do that thing so i mean consent is it's it's key isn't it now there are no uh boundaries between consenting adults and Consent is 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 not something. Consent can be withdrawn at any time. 100%. So this yeah, that's the thing about consent is it doesn't mean oh well I said that I would now I've got to. That's not how it works. Consent is all the way through whatever sexual experience you're having. It's about and that's where you really need the connection with your partner. You need to know how they're feeling. It's like I've been in situations when I was escorting, um, seeing couples where you know and then it seems to be the biggest fantasy that men want two women and so they'll very often the women will say oh yeah okay just to please the blokes so I used to when I was escorting I used to get I'd say I'd like to speak to the woman and so I spoke to this lady and I said I just want to check that you're okay with this this is something that you want and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. So I went along and it was just so awkward because clearly, clearly she did. He was saying, no, I want you to go down on her. I want you to go down on her. And she didn't want to. And I was like, you don't have to. And like, this is just a really horrible, awkward situation. There was just, she was, it was very clear that she was just doing it to, to please him. And I just can't stress that enough just please don't do that just just talk if it's it you know at that at any point like that she should have been able to say i don't feel comfortable with this and then i could just walk away it's like at that point her feet in his their relationship her feelings didn't matter to him it was just like come on we've got her here we've paid for her let's you know this is what this is going to happen and and it was just it was it was awful it was a really really uncomfortable situation um so yeah consent they they, you know you can have safe words you can you know you can change your mind you could just change your mind you could have be all planned to have whatever kind of sex you're going to have and then just be like i don't want i just yeah it's got to be the mood the mood changes the mood changes you you could you could say Vice versa, vice as a female, right? You want two blokes. You get there, and you're like, I'm not really. I don't. I'm not really feeling it today. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's what I'm so. I'm so yeah. glad you said that because that's what I'm biggest. Mind. I don't yeah. want to do. It. Like, yeah. actually, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I thought I was going to be okay with this, but I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things. If you're exploring things you never explored before, that you don't know how yeah. you're going to respond to that situation. You think it seems like a really, really good idea. Actually, as a female, if you've never actually gone down another female before, that could be quite fucking daunting, especially if you're not drunk yeah. and all these other things are potentially fucking hell. Like you, I, I completely agree. I've been in situations similar to that where the whole thing is just uncomfortable and you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's just completely, yeah, it, yeah I, I, I'm really, really glad that you said that. Um, also, someone I want to pick up on here as well. We mentioned it earlier on about like fetishes going on websites and it's made me remember a point here. Um, it's really important if you're going to explore some stuff, especially on the darker side of stuff that you meet these people in a safe place first so they're not fucking crazy psycho lunatics. Uh, I just want to put that out because I've, I've had a friend that had a bad experience uh, with that and, yeah, it wasn't good, but it's like, it, it should be safe. You should feel safe and no point should feel uncomfortable, awkward. It's meant, sex meant to be something that's fucking amazing. 
and enjoyed mm-hmm. by all sorts of people. So I'm really glad he's put on that safety side of thing because it's a massive thing I think a lot of people overlook. Definitely, definitely. I mean, so if people are having one night stands and things like that, there's, there's all kinds of. Uh, there's all you know. You can't re- you can't consent when you're when you're drunk. You can't consent when you're high. You can't. You, there is there, there isn't a way to you know. The only way to consent is if you are you know sober and uh, you know and and you can also not consent with 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 your body language. You know you can mm. be saying yes but be like you know that is still a no. Um, so yeah, it is kind of uh, it's it's a really really uh important area because I, I know and probably you've done the same I've done things in the past that I probably yeah felt like it was obligated on yeah. me and not because I really wanted to no. uh, uh, I just want to uh, link people to episode number 60 that we did uh, when it comes to uh understanding sexual violence um, we spoke a lot about that about consent and sexual assault and being drunk all that sort of stuff about saying no the right way of going about it. So uh, again, anyone wants to learn more about that because uh, it's really important. Episode number sixty, uh, one called Jessica Teresi. Uh, that's what she specialises in. So again, you, basically the point you hit on there about being drunk, parties, all that sort of stuff, um, and basically how to protect yourself. So please go check the episode out if you haven't, and there's something um, that that's sort of like potentially triggering for you. So I'm really, I'm really, really glad we brought that up because I didn't want to go through this whole episode and then like, oh shit, we didn't talk about anything like safety wise. I think it's really important with that. Um, Obviously, condoms as well, safe sex. Yeah. While we're going there. No, yeah, but I feel like, again, there's a lot of uh, taboo around that as well, um, one way or another with people. Um, so we've, we've covered a lot more topics here that I was expecting us to cover. Like, as you said, you, went, you just went bash, bash, bash and like basically smashed off the whole podcast in one thing. I was like, fucking hell. Um, so, again, it's, uh, it's a question I normally ask uh, to a lot of my guests, but I've kind of reworded it uh, for you. Um, <laughs> And hilarious my, my regular listeners will know that i asked this to all my guests and i've made it especially for you but you actually thought i was asking a personal question which made me laugh quite a lot um but well, let's admit, i still think it might be no, no, <laughs> but, uh, again complete transparency here um i'll be working with you i said this before like um me and becca we're gonna be working on some stuff like hypnotherapy wise uh and i sort of had a, a session with her on friday so complete transparency to the audience like i'll be working with rebecca uh in the future with stuff so um yeah so, and again, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's interesting with this. And I think I, I know full well what you're doing, by the way, while we're doing this podcast, because I've been a lot more open in this podcast than I intended to be. So I know that we spoke before. Well, uh, I knew that when we're going down this rabbit hole with the stuff that I've done in my life, it was inevitable that I would have to give some personal examples because I don't want my audience to somehow think that I'm being in, incongruent with uh, the whole point of this podcast. I'm trying to be congruent with who I am. And yeah. I'm very open and honest about depression. So why would I not be open and honest about sex? I've brought you on to have an open and honest conversation about sex. Mm. Why would I not then be the same? So it's really important for me that I am who I am. So that, it's been really important for me to discuss that. But the question was, uh, what advice would you give somebody right now that does feel stuck and out of control in their life, both sexually and in a relationship? So it's sort of two things there, but what would you do if they're completely stuck, feel out of control? What advice would you give them from like a therapist's point of view? Wow it's a, that's a very expansive question it is. <laughs> oh, the, the floor is yours the floor is mine <laughs> right no pressure um ground yourself i guess would be my answer to any time when you feel like you're out of control um is to yeah is to get grounded i would if it's regarding a relationship i would be checking in that you're that it's a not a toxic relationship because obviously if it's a toxic relationship then you want to look at what you need to do to get out of it if it's not a toxic relationship but you need to work on some stuff then exactly what we've been talking about in the podcast communication 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 um if you're be aware of if you've got a partner that's not being responsive to communication be sort of aware of like gaslighting and things like that you know sometimes people don't actually realize that they're in a toxic relationship but you should be able to speak adult to adult with your partner and say I've got an issue with this or I can't can I want to talk to you about this and this is how I feel without them then oh blowing up and making a big you know making a big thing about it so that you kind of go back in your box um, it's really important that you are able to uh, communicate your feelings and talk about, talk adult to adult. Um, 
And what was the rest? The question was so long. I've, uh, I don't even know if I've answered. I, I, I think I think I made it long. Uh, basically, just like what advice you give someone that feels stuck and out of control, like either sexually or in a relationship. Yeah. So ground yourself. Get control. Um, uh, come for hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, there is help and there is support out there if you recognize that you're in a place where you don't feel in control then do whatever it takes to to you know to find some to find a therapist that you feel that you can connect to and that can help you through it I think there was a real sort there has been a real sort of stigma especially for 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 Brits around therapy having therapy it was just you know for years americans have always oh yeah my therapist my therapist but i think it's it's finally turning a corner a little bit here in the uk and people are realizing that oh actually it's really healthy to have a therapist like the benefits of of having one and you know and i've been on my own personal journey with it so i would always recommend i'd also say that it it don't get put off if you go and see somebody and you don't have a good experience with it don't just say oh I went to see a counsellor and it didn't work out so I'm not going to bother with that it really is about finding the right person for you Mm -hmm. so take the time to speak to different people and 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 yeah you're 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 choosing them and they've got to choose you as well it's like a, a um a relationship of sorts really that you embark on with the therapist so um yeah I mean it sort of changed my life having therapy and also learning to be a therapist that's where the passion for it comes from so you know if you're feeling out of control it doesn't have to be like that there are ways to get back in control and you get back in control by taking action Mm -hmm. by doing something by you know by reaching out and saying holding your hands up and going I'm struggling right now and I can't do this on my own and actually going out there and finding somebody to help and support you. There is no shame in therapy. It's, yeah, it's, it, so, I, I think we should all be having, we've, we've all got trauma. We've, you know, we've all, we, we've all got something that could be gained from having therapy. And I realise that it, it, it can be quite an investment for people, but actually, you know, people invest in so many things that are so bad for them, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you know, and and, and and also there's a lot of good things that are maybe avoidance things, but actually our mental health, like if your mental health isn't, if, you're, if your mental health isn't in check, then actually you, you are actually putting your whole livelihood at risk, especially when you're running your own business. If you're dealing with, you're not dealing with your shit basically, you're you're at risk of your body shutting you down and going nah you know you're not dealing with it so I'm gonna give you you know you're gonna break a leg have a heart attack do whatever your body will find a way to to incapacitate you to stop you and 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 that is a an opportunity an invitation to then hmm, okay that's that's a message to like do some work to do mm-hmm. some like in a some inner work, some mental health stuff. Um, so yeah, just don't let it get to that stage. Invest in your in your mental health. It's so 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 important. You cannot look after other people effectively if you're not looking after yourself. And looking after yourself is, you know, I get so many people coming to me that are, oh yeah, and, and they they really care about everybody else, and that's great, you know. But one of the things that I learned is, you know, you, you've got to know what you're. If you don't think you've got needs and you're so busy looking after everybody else then that's a dangerous place to be in because all your you have got needs, everybody's got needs. And if you don't know what they are, then they're being suppressed. Mm. Um, and that is, you know, where you can get problems with mental health, problems with illness, things like that. You know, you put everybody else first, you teach them that you come second. So. This is why I loved asking this question because that was absolute gold. <laughs> but again, so many things there, again, that you touched on. Um, the mental health thing, especially, because as we know, and this is how you work through, I want to touch on, first of all, the therapy side of the stuff. Um, Andy Cope uh, on the podcast uh, mentioned about he doesn't believe in therapy because it perpetuates things. I agree with that to an extent, depending on what kind of therapy it is. Because if it sort of leads you into a pile of shit, makes you feel like absolute dog shit and gives you nothing to help you get out of it, 
that's not the kind of therapy I'd ever recommend. However, therapists like Rebecca, we've got Scarlett, there's loads of other types of therapy that isn't the bog standard thing you may have experienced that will actually help you get out of that. And I fully believe therapy works, fully believe it. There's some amazing people out there. Like I said, I'm actually investing in Rebecca to help me out with some stuff. So I just want you to understand that just because you tried one person, you don't know what kind of therapy, maybe CBT. Okay, there's loads of different things that aren't just that one style of therapy. So I fully believe in that. I wanted to cover that. Then when it comes to the mental health side of stuff, again, that's why I've done this podcast. Mental health is absolutely everything. If your life isn't how you want it to be, you have complete you have the complete ability to take back control. And if here, we're talking specifically about sex. If you're struggling to get an erection, if you're struggling to orgasm and your mental health is a fucking shit show, your mental health is the thing that can actually help you achieve an orgasm, need a better sex life, become a better business person, become a better partner, become a better father, become a better... It is the one thing you can do in your life that will just invest in your mental health. Simple as that. I'm not going to fucking go on anymore. Just fucking invest in your mental health. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I've got Mikey here. It's to, and again, to bring people like Rebecca on to help you guys become mentally and physically better versions of yourself. Because I promise you, once you invest in your mental health, your life and your outlook will be absolutely fin- like infinitely better. Rebecca, thank you for your time. It's been fucking awesome. Um, one thing, do you have any links off the top of your head where people can find out more about some of the stuff we sp- spoke about? Um, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you to talk about your social media, but you know, like general sort of sexual well, stuff. The Fat Life one yeah. is good for people um, uh, with kinks there's um is it bdsm.org where you can actually fill in a questionnaire and find out what your kinks are awesome um those not- two straight away will do but straight away even that bdsm one i think that's a massive thing because i know i mean that's what it tells you like you're 100 this or 90 yeah that's yeah that's yeah. it i think i feel that the amount of times people have asked me to fill that fucking thing in it's like fuck's sake i need to keep a copy of it and it's like there, there you go there it is um forever doesn't it oh, well, can no. you remember what yours is oh yes i can i don't don't, don't want to say it out on, on air but yeah uh most people will, will guess the top one was dominant so that's yeah but then the rest of stuff i'll i'll leave that to, to me i got 97 percent rope bunny that's something that that's something i've never got into shibari I've always wanted ah. to, yeah, so that's something that's, because um, uh, uh, the guy that actually does it in Nottingham, I think. Um, yes, I went to his road class. He's going to, he had, I had him on my Instagram live, Christian yeah. Red, and he said that he'll tie me, he'll do like a tie and we'll be able to do it on on the live Instagram. So I've just got to get around to, to going over to it. I wanted to do it, but he said I had to have a model. And at the time I didn't have oh. a model. So I was up, oh, there we go, sorted, done. Win, win. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> Fucking up. <laughs> um, didn't didn't know that was the podcast was going to go down here. There we go. Um, where can people find out more about you personally? So obviously we're going to put the link to your book uh, on Amazon at uh, the bottom. Uh, get Mikey no, to you're going to put the link to my so, web- so website where it's there. Amazon uh, take their money, don't they? they yeah, they do. It. So we'll go straight to your website. Uh, where else can people find out more about you? What's your Instagram and what's your actual website? Uh, so I've got two websites. I've got RebeccaDakin.com. And I've got uh, thegreatbritishsexpert.co.uk. And I've just changed my Instagram handle to Rebecca underscore underscore Dakin, just because I feel like pe- people don't realise that the whole sort of the therapy side of things, I'm helping with people with addictions, with anxiety, with just so m- much other stuff. I don't want to be pigeonholing myself um, with this expert side of things um, because it's there and it's relevant and I do know my shit, but there's there's a bit more to it than that so it's, that's- it's interesting isn't it once you know one thing about mental health it can be applied in loads of different things yeah like, it's like once you understand again the sexual side of stuff oh cool well, actually that works with addiction it's the same pattern with stuff yeah, yeah. oh absolutely absolutely um and also i'm on twitter rebecca now underscore underscore day kim um and youtube rebecca gfe because they won't let me change it um <laughs> but there's some quite but i've got some wrote i've got uh, in fact a, a um video on there from jack the whipper doing a rope tie on me and it's got god knows how many it's got like shed like thousands and thousands of views and everyone's saying can you do some what get tied up again <laughs> there we go okay yeah, loads of subscribers going on there but but, but, but this is the thing uh, I love, I love how you are about this because, like I said, there's such a, a misconception about sex. People are into this sort of stuff. And it's like, just normal fucking people. Just normal well, yeah, fucking people. Yeah. 
I mean, I came in my background, like my mum was very strict. She never, ever spoke about sex. She sent us to a convent. Then we went to a Catholic, I then went to a Catholic school. So, you know, there is like. Right, right. Hit on that. We should have spoke about this earlier on. Right. I'm, I'm going to speak completely out of term here. I'm going to speak really, really bluntly. Why is it normally the Catholic girls that are the worst? Like, is it like sexually promiscuous? Is it because they're so suppressed? What is it? Because that- yeah, well, I don't know. I think that was I was just me from the from day dot. I mean, I was I I was one of those literally children that were masturbating. I was very sexually aware from a very very young age at primary school. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it was the environment. I think it was just it was just. Me, see, see, but see, but in my, my brothers and my sister, they didn't turn out like me. So uh, see, that's interesting. <laughs> in, my, in my experience, genuinely, it's the, the the private Catholic school. If you're going to say to me, who are the girls that are kind of into kinky stuff, and you have to basically just summarise it, it would be private school or girls' school, normally yeah, Catholic. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I don't know. That's in my experience. I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't choose the school I went yeah. to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know if it's like suppression of the fact of again from such a young age, everyone's got urges and it's suppressed. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we said earlier on, if you tell someone they can't do something, it makes them more curious about it, and want to go and do it. That's yeah. that, that was my theory. I don't well, think yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the sex education was appalling at, at Catholic school. So, yeah, I don't I mean, have it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Wait to get married. Yeah. Only have sex when you want a baby. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you get raped. You just still get the baby anyway. Um, yeah, loads of like fucked up stuff from there. But yeah, no. Um, I think yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of a. Uh, uh, I'm, on, I'm on something. Got hypothesis. You are. More more pra- more, pra- more, pra- more practice. <laughs> Uh, honestly, Rebecca, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. Uh, yeah. And I said, me and you'll be in contact anyway soon. Uh, yeah. And I'll take take care. Can I give a little plug for my book, my mug? Of course you can. What's that? Tease me, baby. Oh, but is that on your website? Yeah. There you go. I, was, I, did, I did think when you're holding up, I was like, I'm sure I've seen that picture. <laughs> <laughs> me not so subtly. Uh... <laughs> well, that, that's why I do it. Normally, when I drink my drink, I've got, I've got my podcast one here. I'm, oh, drink, yeah. I, I'm, I'm drinking it, but it's normally when, when the guest is talking, so no one actually sees it. So I'm just going to just hold it up there. There you go. Shameless plugs yeah, all around. Shameless. There we go. Maybe you should exchange mugs. There we go. I'll get you one. I'll get you a hoodie. I've got, Mikey's got one. I'll get you a hoodie. Oh, and a hoodie as well. Oh, there you go. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.